I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Alabama in the US of A. She is the owner and SharePoint trainer of IW Mentor. She was first awarded MVP in 2011. She is a SharePoint and Microsoft 365 expert, speaker, author, educator. She has presented at over 60 conferences, user groups, and SharePoint Saturdays. You can find links to her bio and all her social media in the show notes for this episode. Welcome to the show, Laura. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to talk to you. You too. I've, you know, um, it's interesting. You've come into the biz apps world via um, the M365 side of the house, right? Or the, the SharePoint and I've come in via the Dynamics side of the house over, over my career. And I've seen you, you do a lot of stuff, right? You, you, you are always producing training, educating people in the community. Right. I do. I do uh, my free shows on Wednesday, my power hour on just streaming on YouTube. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm constantly recording because Microsoft keeps changing things, of course, in Microsoft 365. So for my training company, I'm constantly having to re-record things, record new things. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a bit about food, family, and fun. Those three things we do outside of work. What do they mean for you? I love food. Um, I have three, a husband and three daughters. Um, they are 18, 14 and nine. And, um, we like to go to Universal Studios. Um, just thinking about food. Um, my husband and I went there just last week before last to go to Halloween Horror Nights and they had all these delicious, um, all these different booths all around with different like sort of horror uh, snacks and meals and desserts and things like that with a horror spin to them. And we just enjoy going around tasting everything. And it was a very sort of adult event and, um, we did not have our children with us and we had a blast, but, uh, but we, yeah, we, we enjoy doing things like that. And it, of course, this is a great time of year for going to fall festivals and things. Yeah. Isn't it great to be able to, um, not have your children with you all the time, like go out and do adult things that are not children related. It's amazing. And now that they're older, the youngest is nine, It we feel less guilty about leaving them with a babysitter. So uh, it's uh, it's fun. I've got uh, two. One is um, almost two and one is almost nine weeks old. Ooh, so you're, woo, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really young. <laughs> they're, they're very young at the moment. And I, and actually I've got a boy that's also almost 18. So oh, okay. I've, I've, I've got that spectrum as well split. Wide range. Mm. 
Yeah, totally, totally. So tell us a bit about how you got into tech. You know, what was your career starting point where whatever you're doing, you know, um, you, you decided to take it uh, into technology? Well, I actually don't have a degree in technology. My degree is in kinesiology, which is like PE. <laughs> I originally wanted to be a physical therapist. And I, uh, but I, but I always loved when, even in seventh grade, when we learned basic, <laughs> I always loved programming and even, you know, took a couple of programming classes in college. And so I kind of ended up roundabout just kind of getting into this field that I always probably should have gone into in the first place. But my first job was um, as an, my first IT job was an NT administrator in a very just small office. And they said they didn't care that I didn't have any IT experience. They just uh, hired me um, and taught me how to do the NT admin of like these 20 users and do some like, it was like OS2 and just some other <laughs> Unix and, and, that an Active Directory came out like during that job. And so I got to learn Active Directory and, you know, 2000, I got my MCSE. So then getting all that under my belt with that first job was very helpful to get all those certifications. And um, I ended up being a server admin. I was an exchange admin. Um, I was on the messaging team at, ended up being uh, at this large healthcare company. And then in 2003, 2004, so when SharePoint uh, was invented. <laughs> they said, here, you all go learn this, figure it out, go to some training. And that's when I went to some Mindsharp training with Bill English. And um, I remember my coworker sort of elbowed me and said, that's the guy who wrote the SharePoint book. And I'm just like, you recognize the guy who wrote the SharePoint book? You're a nerd. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so he, because that Bill English was the, was our instructor. And so and this was in 2004 or five. And he said, maybe 2006. And then he said, during the class, I'm going to be writing another SharePoint book. SharePoint 2007 is going to come out soon. Um, anybody let me know if you want to be an author on this book. And um, so I told him I'd give it a try. And he had me write a white paper just to kind of see how I would do if I, you know, was could write okay and he did corrections and things just like an editor would do to kind of see how I could handle all the like massive amounts of corrections that editors have to do that editors do to you <laughs> that some people take it personally and that kind of thing so um, I ended up going to the, the best practices conference after you know, I wrote a chapter in the Moss Administrator's Companion and then I met him in person again um, and met some of the other authors at that conference. And that's when I said, hey, maybe I could try this whole speaking at conferences thing and this whole blog thing they all seem to be doing. And um, that's when I started kind of talking to the MVPs and things about how to start a blog and how to start a user group and um, how to get you know, figure out what I wanted to speak about. I didn't realize that they all just kind of came up with their own topics and nobody was sitting there telling everybody, like assigning them things to speak about. They just all came up with their own ideas. So I started coming up with ideas for that and for my blog. And then that's how, and then of course, getting your foot in the door, becoming an author gets you the ability, like asked to um, speak at, you know, speak at things and write other books. And um, SharePoint 911, Shane Young hired me um, from away from that healthcare company that I was working at. So then I worked and he's, you know, huge in power apps now. <laughs> so it was SharePoint 911 and now he's got power apps 911. So yeah, Shane was my old boss, like back in 
2009 or so. <laughs> so, and we wrote several, several of us at SharePoint 911 wrote on several books together. And, um, then they, he sold us to Rackspace and then Rackspace laid us off. Uh, this was like five years later, <laughs> like, um, and then, um, when, after that all happened, I just said, well, I've got enough of a following. I have like 20,000 Twitter followers and YouTube followers and, and people recognize my blog and I feel like I can just go start my own company. So I started IW Mentor. It was about seven years ago and, um, it's been fun. I've got my own little learning platform, my, my LMS, my own platform, and um, we do training and consulting. So <laughs> it's sort of a long story, uh, very very quickly. <laughs> they, but wow, it's so interesting because there are so many things that you mentioned there that you know dot through my career. For those that don't uh, understand, MCSE is a Microsoft Certified System Engineer, and you obviously got on did the extensions around Exchange and stuff back in those days as well. And then what what were the versions that we've had of SharePoint? You, you mentioned, what was the starting point? Because it wasn't called SharePoint to start with. It was called something else, wasn't it? Uh, it was um, Portal Server. 2001 was Microsoft something Portal Server. I don't know if it was called SharePoint yet. Maybe SharePoint Portal, portal Server. But I didn't really have any experience with that one. We started with SharePoint 2003. That's the one we started with and we installed. And that's when we got training on in 2000 five or whatever um and uh yeah was there a massive transition when it went online for you well yeah i I think so especially with the the number of changes i mean it used to be every you know three years or so you then you would get new features and things and remember back in the old days when you had to wait (laughs) for the new features to come out and then they all came out all at the same time and everybody just couldn't write to write blog posts about um, all these new little try out all these new little things but then once you figured out all the new things you were done figuring them out like that was it wasn't changing anymore so it's been an interesting challenge having a training company and keeping up with the very very rapid change of pace and I mean weekly you could discover a new button in a toolbar in SharePoint or find that they changed the name of a button or you know anything like that so I'm um, constantly like making notes and trying to make sure that my um, training keeps up with all that and but then also in the meantime try and that you know new products come out and new functionalities like um, so try to keep up with all that as well so that's 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 been a huge difference i know i know a couple of other people that were in the training field that just sort of said i'm out (laughs) when sharepoint went online because uh it's they they saw that it was going to be too much to keep up with yeah and i feel that's the that's the same side in dynamics you went from there was basically three courses and now there's Bazillions of them, right? So it's it's crazy Dynamics how it's grown. Huge, yeah, it's a huge. It's like that would be like learning SharePoint all again, over again from scratch. Yeah, thirty something product. It's about thirty products, I think, now in the suite. What um, what was uh, how much has Power Platform and the everything that comes with Power played into what you're doing now? Um, the Power Platform has been huge. Um, I used to, so my passion is automating business processes. So back in the healthcare company that I worked at, even though I was a server admin, 
I really enjoyed talking to the end users about their business processes, showing them, um, creating simple little workflows with them with SharePoint Designer, creating forms with InfoPath. So I really started, I really got into creating InfoPath forms and all the logic in the forms and the logic around automating the business processes, combining with the workflows and getting really good at gathering requirements and figuring out what you need to know in order to automate the best ways to do it. So um, trans I trans made the transition from it was InfoPath and SharePoint Designer for years over to mainly Power Apps and Power Automate. So I've replaced, you know, the tools that I used to use with those. So I'm in I'm in Power Apps and building flows every single day. And those are mainly the consulting um, jobs that we take up. Uh, a couple of years, about a year and a half after I started this company, my husband was able to quit his job. He's in IT as well and come join me at home <laughs> at our company. And um, he just dove right in and learned Power Apps. And that was, you know, right when Power Apps was brand new. So he's, you know, been evolving with it this whole time. So he does, he he does a ton of all our power apps and power on make consulting. And um, we kind of split those between us. And we also have a third employee, Joelle, who lives in Atlanta and she does um, mostly SharePoint projects, but she's gotten into power apps as well. So yeah, it's been great uh, making the transition. Power apps is so uh, much more flexible and powerful than InfoPath ever dreamed yeah. of being. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Are you, are you, when you say you do consulting, are you doing consulting on site or is it all remote consulting? As in, as it is in all remote. Uh, all oh, remote. That's per yeah. Perfect, right? So, whenever perfect. the pandemic hit and everyone was moving to online, we were already here. We were already doing everything, all our consulting and training online. So, it worked out really well. So, you're training. And so, okay, so it's all online. So, you don't do any classroom led? Nope. So, do you do live training? Um, sometimes like a twice a year or so. Um, it's just a, a, an advanced power apps and power automate course that I teach, but I still, I, I think that even it's like three or four hours a day for five days, there's so much to those products that I feel like I can fit a lot more content in the online in the just self-paced version than I can squeeze into like talking as fast as I can for <laughs> three hours a day for five days and, and getting them, you know, as much knowledge as I need to get them. So it's because those products are huge. They're huge. So people think they want to learn it really quick, but there is no, you cannot just learn power apps in a day. You can't, there's just too much to it. So that's, that's been kind of uh, challenging and interesting. I also find with live classes, because I've been teaching for years as well, is that you can only go as fast as the slowest person in the class, right? And 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 then if you've got somebody that's really fast, they're just frustrated that, you know, the rest of the room. I'm I'm a bad student of instructor-led training because I'm always a chapter ahead or wherever if there's courseware and stuff. Um, because of, you know, we just work at different paces. And so I love um, you know, uh learning that as self-paced, where you can control the speed. You right. Speed I taught a video. That exactly. You just skip through. You can go look for fine things that you want to learn instead of, uh, you know, having to wait for people. I taught a, a, you know, the conference community summit in Orlando. It was a couple of weeks ago. I did a workshop there and it was a half day workshop, but I feel like 
just even the simplest things. I mean, you're sitting there waiting for people and it took, you know, like an hour and a half to do to just get everyone to just have done like a couple of simple things to me when it seemed like a couple of simple things. And I was just like, now I remember why, <laughs> why I'm like, my content is, is self-paced. And even when I teach the live online class at the end of the day, I say, here's your lab. Now everybody go work on this for the rest of the afternoon. And it's, you know, like two o'clock, that's when they get started. So then it doesn't matter if you have slow people because nobody's going to hold each other up. They just go off and do it. How much does certification, Microsoft certification feature now in what you do? Oh, that is, hmm, that's a little frustrating because my audience, my people, my people, my my. My students and my power people that join me on my my live power hour on Wednesdays, these are share these are really SharePoint people, and most of them are small and medium business, and most of them are like the SharePoint person at work uh, for small companies, and these are these are not Dynamics people at all. So and and they mostly most of them work for companies that don't have it in the budget to have dynamics licenses and it's just not even in the realm of possibility for them and i don't have any dynamics content or model driven apps in any of my training and no one literally no one ever asks for it because of that that's just who my audience is so it's a little frustrating to me that microsoft's certifications around power apps they all have a lot of dynamics in them and i never look at dynamics i never use it and and most of my students don't either. So I got a couple of the the earlier, you know, Power Platform, Power App certifications a couple of years ago, but I haven't tried to go get the more recent ones because it has zero application in anything that I ever do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, it kind of sounds bad, but it's just practical, no, you know. It, it doesn't sound bad. I think my last certs that I did were in 2018 or 2019 and I haven't done cert since because I've been doing cert certification for 10 years and it's kind of like it's just another year another exam what's the point you know um so but is there any certification around SharePoint specifically nowadays or is there none I don't oh um I don't think so I mean the closest thing that I took um, a few years ago was, it was like a office 365 admin and it had SharePoint admin in it. And it had a whole bunch of PowerShell and things like that. It was more hardcore admin, but it wasn't, there isn't just a, here's a SharePoint site. Here's how to add members to it and design the homepage. There's nothing like that for like business users that exists. Well, and I think for business users, what does it matter? Like if you're a marketing person and you're in charge of your SharePoint site, like what does anyone care if you have a Microsoft certification, you know? So it's not, it makes sense that there aren't any. Yeah. What's the, um, you know, 10 years you've been in the MVP program. What's the biggest changes that you've noticed over those 10 years? The biggest changes in the MVP program. Um, Well, the biggest thing has been the pandemic. It's been not being able to see everybody in person. So that's, it's it was usually like a very uh, really fun sort of family reunion every year when you go to MVP Summit and back in the old days when before the cloud before back when we had versions of SharePoint it was really exciting going to Summit getting to learn about and discuss with the product team what was 
possibly going to be upcoming in the next version and give them our feedback and actually give them suggestions about the way to build the products. And, and so all that's out the window now because everything's in the cloud and it's just, you know, you don't have the versions anymore. So we, they're, they're limited in how much advanced notice they can give us about things and how, because they, they're building things so fast that it's, so it's not like, um, it's totally different. So it's the cloud and the pandemic that are both big changes. What advice, just in closing, would you give to people um, that think that they should become MVPs? Um, the advice is that it you need to get yourself out there and get a lot of views. I think views are the biggest thing. Views of your content, whether it's clicks on you know people reading a blog post. Um, get on YouTube and make videos. I think I think a lot more people make videos now than um, than blogging. Um, get a lot of views on your videos, and then um, you know, just keep tweeting things and getting on social media and just push your content out there so that you can just get more eyes on it. Um, there, of course, there are techniques that you can study for YouTube for the best ways to get your video in front of you know using the captions with the all caps and the, you gotta have a you gotta have your pose on the cover of the youtube video like pointing or something there's all these little tricks like that that pay attention to those because those actually make a huge difference in people clicking on your video so that's my advice hey thanks for listening I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.